0: 2 Timothy chapter 4, um, and I'm going to read from verse 6, um, a of verses For I'm already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the course, I have kept the faith. In the future there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me also, to all who have loved his appearing. So, here's the point I want, want to make tonight. I want to make the point that this whole idea of dying to self is essentially a passage from fear to freedom. It's a passage from fear to freedom. And also, when you start talking about dying to self, you're talking about dying to your desires. So what I'm going to say, you know, Clearly, we have been lied to in in, in our culture. The enemy has lied to us. But this whole idea of dying to self, that it should really not be anything that is strange. So if I say dying to self, it's dying to one's own desires. Okay, here's the reason why I say it's not straight. Every day, firemen all over America, all over the world, if you're a fireman, you're dealing with fire. Fire in China is the same as fire in America, folks. Believe me, it will burn you, okay? Uh, So all over the world, right, are dying to self-meaning that the whole idea of risking self risking one's own desires is a part of everyday life and also here's the thing as well that you have to understand that is a decision that you don't make but i'll make it when it comes to it you make it before you make that this decision before so there's a hero of mine his name please look this guy up this this guy his name is Mike Mansour he was only 25 Mike Mansour he received the congressional the congressional medal of honor posthumously so his parents received it from George W Bush and for me he is the face of a hero in the war anyway He was on a rooftop in uh, Iraq. And he was a Navy SEAL. And an RPG, rocket-propelled grenade, hit him on the chest. His comrades in arms were right there. Now, he was the only one who could escape. But he chose... Not to escape, what he did is actually he yelled grenade and he just dived on it. He died 30 minutes later. Meaning, do I think that this guy, eeny, meeny, miny, mo, should I or shouldn't I? No, no, he didn't. His comrades said he did not hesitate, he did. Not as and that when I talk about this guy, I get very, very emotional. I've spoken about him at schools, in fact, I want to get a hold of his parents and get them on the show. And if you see this ceremony, it's very, very, very moving. Um, and he died 30 minutes later. I respect that, I, re- I respect. People know I don't respect self-absorption, arrogant. I respect when somebody pours themselves out. He'd already made that decision. He was in, listen to this, a couple of months before, he ran out into the street. He got the Silver Medal of Honor. He got the Bronze Star. He got the Purple Heart and the Congressional Medal of honor, ran out into the street to in in Iraq to save his comrades. They said he was taking, look this guy up. He is a hero. his, His mates, his comrades were taking fire. He ran out into the street to save them, which he did. The point I'm trying to make, this is a 25 year old guy. He'd already made that decision. You have to make that decision when your cause is for Christ. You have to make that decision to live for something bigger than yourself. right? And let me tell you, that's why I said it's moving from fear to freedom, because the fear comes trying to hold on to something that is fickle. People lose their lives in accidents, in shootings, whatever. Bad weather, right? In all fickle ways. Here's what you do when you die to self. You set yourself free. When you die to your desires. And and okay. In America, you're not gonna die for the cause of Christ, right? But dying to self, right, is but we're all, all gonna die. But what I'm saying is that regardless of how we are going to die, when we start it now, when we go through that process now, we go from fear to freedom. We go from fear to freedom. Here's a way out someone can die to self. If you are upset, if you are upset, you not taking those Upset feelings out, and somebody else lashing out, but actually not acting on those feelings, sacrificing those feelings, and still being loving towards that person. Watch how God will take those feelings away and give you joy. This is what so dying to self. So clearly, I'm not just physically talking about dying, and really. Physical death of dying, it's not even really spoken that way in the Bible. It's talked about falling asleep because you're never really dead. Your last breath here is your first breath there. But I am trying to let people know that the way to attain true freedom and joy is not in a bunch of stuff acquisitions getting as much stuff as you can get no it's all in about letting go of your life that's where the joy is truly letting go of your life so when jesus went to peter and told peter you know simon peter do you love me feed my sheep feed my lambs. Jesus told him how he was going to die. Now, what was Peter doing? Was Wow, I wonder what those nails are going to feel like in my hands when I get crucified? But no, he died to self. This is what I'm saying, folks. I am talking about you letting go of uh, what you see as the concept of your earthly life so that you can pick up the heavenly one. I give you an example. So I just read that Second Timothy to you, right? That is the actual, Paul is saying, I'm already being poured out as a drink offering, meaning he's about to die. It's like somebody being on death row and they've been given an execution date. Kind of in a way they're already dead, right? That's their end. We know how they're gonna die is to die of a dive or heart attack or something like that. But I want you to see that this wasn't what caused Paul to make this decision. It made this decision a long time ago. Listen to this. Uh Acts 20, folks, and I'm going to read from 20. Um, but I'm going to read from from 17. Give you some context. From Melitus, he sent to Ephesus and called to him the elders of the church. And when they had come to him, he said to them, so this part of Acts is really involving the church that Paul established at Ephesus. You yourselves know from the first day that I set foot in Asia, how I was with you the whole time, serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials which came upon me. Through the plots of the Jews, how I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you publicly and from house to house, solemnly testifying to both Jews and Greeks repentance towards God and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. This is it folks. That's the context. This is the wave. This is the apex of the message. And now behold, bound in the spirit. So bound in the spirit just means compelled by the spirit. Bound in the spirit. I am on my way to Jerusalem not knowing what will happen to me there except that the Holy Spirit solemnly testifies to me in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions await me. But listen to this. But I do not consider my life of any account as dear to myself, so that I may finish my course and the ministry which I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify solemnly to the gospel of the grace of God. What is Paul saying? There. and I get very emotional when I talk about this kind of, of stuff, because I so respect it. But what is Paul saying? Paul is actually saying that his life is not dear to himself. He's also he's saying he's going to Jerusalem knowing the bad things are going to happen to him there because the Holy Spirit has told him. But he does not consider his life as dear to himself. In fact, actually, there's a part where others are telling him not to go. No, he's going. He is going, knowing that persecutions await me. In fact, there's one version that says change and tribulations await me, but you know, none of these things move me. Nor do I consider my life dear to myself. What I'm saying is this that is true victory that is when you've moved from fear to faith that you have let go when you have moved from fear to faith where you're not afraid to die you really can't live until you stop being afraid to die dying to self and i'm gonna get some questions now this is a bible study so please folks questions comments i want people to have input i should not just be the one speaking all the time okay so questions that you have on this topic or input when this is about learning no such thing as a silly question no such thing so i want input on this whole idea of dying i know in this self-indulgent culture that we live in and listen understand also when i say this when i say self-indulgent culture i don't just mean america europe as well some european countries who are more self-indulgent than america really I'm telling you, so I don't just mean America. America is not just America that is Babylon. No, it's a very, very self-indulgent culture. England is incredibly self-indulgent. Okay, so America gets a bad rap because this goes on in all Western culture. Okay, so, but let's get some, yes, Samsung.
1: Yes, I had a question. About our uh, dying to the flesh, there are some things that are obvious for me. They, you know, like I know I indulged in overeating food. You know, however, there's some things that are hidden from my view. However, other people can see the flesh, and then and then, how do I get rid of it? that's what, that's the question. How do I get rid of all this flesh?
0: You ask God. Um, you ask, you okay. ask, you ask God. You're ready. Here's what you're saying to God. I am ready to let go of my life. If you, if a person is truly ready, they ask God. You have not because you ask them. You ask God to God take this away from me. God, I want to move from fear to freedom. I've come to the end of myself. It's just like that search me. Oh God, you ask God, you can't really search yourself. Really? That's almost like asking a go uh, a goldfish that's swimming around in a bowl to asking that goldfish how do you look from outside of the bowl? Well, he can't tell you because he's inside of that bowl, right? You need, yeah, you need to ask God for this. God will give you, you Me tell me that God who wants you to live for him, seek ye first the kingdom of God. He's going to hide this from you. No. So if you have not, you're, you ask, not, and this is not designed for you, Samson. This is a general statement to all of us. If we have not, we ask not, or maybe some people don't know. But now you start asking God, God, I want to die to self. And by faith, here's what, what faith truly does. Faith actually says, God, I am trusting in your way of bringing fulfillment in my life. I'm trusting in your way. I'm not going to find it in self. Here is the... Everybody on this line, here's what your problem is. Yourself, you got in the way. Now, you're asking God to take you out of the way and Jesus is then going to lead the way. You've got in your own way. That's the problem. And many people... Getting in their own way has been a cycle. Really, it has been a cycle. Now you are looking to get out of the way. And you're saying, God, I'm trusting you that you can give me, provide me a much more fulfilled life here than I can create for myself. So, yeah, people ask. Ask Christ for salvation. But that's just a transaction. What I am talking about, I am talking about a relationship. When Paul says, I die daily, that's a relationship. I die daily. It's not a one and done, right? It's not a one and done. It's not like paying for your yearly AAA membership right? That's a one and done for the year. No, it's I die daily. It's a daily exchange. It's something that you are consistently doing, dying to your desires. But here's the thing that you have to remember. Those desires are incredibly deceptive because they're still telling you That you can create happiness and fulfillment for yourself. That's what you have to remember, right? Is that they're still telling you that. And people have banged their head up against the wall a million times. I said, I know I'm going to get it this next time. I got a lot of lumps on my head, but I'm going to get it this time. And no, it just continues. So remember, it's very, very very deceptive the world the flesh and the devil so someone else pastor yeah
2: i understand the question she was asking and and i've been asked um a lot of people maybe don't know what to say when they pray. Would you be able to do like maybe an example of a, a daily prayer to to the Lord of um and like an example mm-hmm. to to um dying to self, like to, this? Do you know what I'm asking? Mm-hmm. Just an example.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: So um, yeah. Father Logon, please take away myself. Take me out of the way, Lord God. Give me the grace, Lord God, to not no longer be susceptible to my only desires, to my own desires. I want you to change your desires. My desires for your desires, Lord God. I want to live the exchange life. Lord, give me the grace to walk with you daily. You know, once you start praying that on a regular basis, the Holy Spirit will start prompting you when you start slipping. Really, when you genuinely want that, because this is what God genuinely wants for you so any so any kind of rendition of that prayer that i've just sent maybe listen to the message going to be recorded but a i would just talk about that whole idea of the exchange life that's what we've done this is what you have to understand it's an exchange life you can't live the christian life it's only christ that can live it through you really so you're asking lord god let me die to my desires there are a lot of christians who actually wow i used to do that now i'm a christian i don't do any of that clearly i mean i used to i was drinking since i was 14 years old, I don't have any any desire, no program folks no nothing God took that away but there's more there is more and this is what this ministry is ultimately about to try to get all that there is for believers here right? to get all that there is because There are a lot of people, oh, wow, I've done the team challenging, quit uh, heroin, quit drinking, blah, blah. I'm going to church now. No, no, you're going to church now. No, but you still, that engine of Christ is not complete in your life. It's still you who is trying to live the Christian life. I want to get you to a point where you're living supernaturally, where you're truly living this exchange life. Understand one thing. What Paul is saying here about being dead, none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dead to myself. He's not trying to be John Wayne. This is not tough guy stuff. This is dead guy stuff. Understand that. Not tough guy stuff, but dead guy stuff. Really. Peter, I mean, Peter, who we know, right, in his own fact, denied Christ three times. Look at this guy. Look how calm this guy. Something supernatural has happened with these people. It's not, Peter's not sweating, gritting his teeth, or, you know, saying it might not hurt. I guarantee you. No, no, he's let go of his life. So Second uh, Peter 1 verse 12. Therefore, I will always be ready to remind you of these things, even though you already know them and have been established in the truth which is present with you. I consider it right as long as I am in this earthly dwelling to stir you up by way of reminder, knowing that the laying aside of my earthly dwelling is imminent As also our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. And I will also be diligent that at any time after my departure you'll be able to call these things to mind. He doesn't care about his life. He's more concerned about these teachings he's trying to convey to. This is a guy who's let go of his life. You know, some people who are unbelievers might even throw oh, they're all crazy. That's why that is silly, that's nonsense. You know, writing like, no, no. I'm gonna say this, folks. We are the ones that are crazy. Uh, The way I used to drive around all liquored up, please, what is crazy? That way of living or this? Letting go of your life. I mean, I could have killed somebody on the road. Yeah, I was arrested twice, drinking and driving. Right. listen over a thousand times i've done that really and i'm not proud of saying i'm just saying that was absolutely insane and i had a lot to lose by doing that that was insane i i'm i'm just trying to get you to flip around the rationale and to see that what we've already done was insane. And this is real sanity. Really. We have got... Listen, every person is going to die. He's going to give their life for something. Some brave cops are are giving their life somewhere in the world. In the world, just by stopping someone. Really. But what I'm saying is that you do not decide when it happens that I'm going to give my life. You make that decision. Now, Mike Mansour, he did not hesitate because he made that decision. People know I love that wonderful man, Captain Solly Sollenberger. If anybody has ever listened to that exchange between him and the uh, air traffic controller, That was such a short exchange. And he said, he said, he said that he, I'm just going to land it in the Hudson immediately. What does that tell me? That tells me this wasn't a guy, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. This was a man who had already died to sell. And he was so calm. He was so calm. There was a guy, I, I want you guys to look up. This because unlike politicians, you can fact check me, sir. I'm fine that these facts <laughs> really, I mean, aside from their name, and maybe they'll get the date right. Aside, from, but everything else is is wrong. But this guy in the um South Pacific Islands, he was young, too, less than 30. And he was going to evangelize a tribe who really hadn't had any human contact. And I remember this let this guy is a hero. He said, I'm going to tell them about Jesus. I'm gonna get emotional there again. He said, but he said, if they kill me, don't be upset with them. Really. Don't be upset. And they killed him. You got to respect. People know me. I don't respect self absorption. I don't respect selfishness. But this guy, he was so young and they killed him. And he wrote in this letter Don't be upset with them. Nobody was charged. Please look this stuff up. It's important that we research, that we expand our minds. I taught my son. When he was young, no, get off that computer game. Oh, I'm a gamer. I'm a gamer, he used to say when he was young. You're not a gamer. I want you to read and expand your mind. Really, folks, look these things up. That was a guy at a very, I don't know how young he was when he made this case for Christ. Why is this guy from Western civilization? I know he didn't get lost. And find his way into the South Pacific Islands. I know that didn't happen. It was intentional. Somebody's got to do it. Right? Somebody has got to do it. We are changing the way that we think about life. If we think protecting our life is some kind of... No. No. Those who love their life will lose it. Those who lose their life for my sake will find it. And understand that we're talking about here. There are people who are protected. Oh, no, I, I can't, I can't. And that could be lost at any time through forces that you have no control over. This is very, very important. Really, very, very important Do we understand that those firemen 9-11 they did not hesitate there's a freedom that you get don't think you go you go we're going from fear to freedom really this is the true christian life folks okay anybody else with a question Yes, real.
2: I'll ask the question. I think I already know the answer, but I guess just um how do you um continue to stay in that living life like a loose garment? You know, I I pray and I offer myself to God. I say thy will be done. I say a prayer of like, you know, free me from this bondage of myself um and then i go into the day and something happens and it starts to feel like life is a restrictive um straitjacket you know so i know i think you know i need to
0: be constantly renewing my mind with the word and having those verses um but i just wanted to see if you have any other advice because i do seem to fluctuate between those two spaces It's Mm, much easier when I come back. Yeah, here's the advice. Lord God, give me the will to be made willing. Give me the will to be made willing. Come on, let's face it. This message of dying to self, this is not a common message in our culture. Really. It's be self-indulgent. You know, of all that you got, meaning that the culture is constantly pulling at us to be self-absorbed, really, constantly pulling at us to be self-absorbed. And so deep down, from a deep down standpoint, you have to say, Lord God, give me the will to be made willing. Give me the will to be made willing. Here's the reason why I say this. Because deep down, deep down, we don't really want to do it. That's what we have to understand. We have to be enabled. We have to be enabled. It's like Moses. Deep down, he really did not want to go to Pharaoh. Jonah, deep down, did not want to go to Nineveh, obviously right? We don't want to do, so it's Lord God, give me the will to be made willing. Here's the most important thing that I want everyone to know is that all of the enabling, it comes from God. And you can even say this Lord God, you know, deep down in my heart, I don't want to do it. I went through that Romans chapter 7. The things that I should be doing, I am not doing. We're, it's like a straitjacket, right? And fluctuating between the two. Because we're conflicted we with the two natures. Deep down, we do not want to do it. So the only way to... Lord God, give me the grace to be made willing give me the grace to be made willing. You can even say, listen, Lord, I know I don't want to do it. It's not my natural inclination. My inclination is to be self-indulgent. God knows this, but Lord God, give me the grace to be made willing. Solomon drifted away from god right he drifted away from god so he's lord god give me the grace to be made willing that's why paul said i die daily so give me the grace. but is here is the key thing folks in order to do this is that you have got to believe that in doing it, so this is where faith comes in, that God can give you a better life than your current desires are leading you to now. Remember that uh, scripture that, uh, and I think it was you, Brielle, that, Gave that scripture about um, uh, from Hebrews chapter eleven about how uh, Moses actually denied his desires, the desires of Pharaoh's palace, right for the fleeting pleasures of Pharaoh's palace, for the um, the blessedness of God. In fact, that like Hebrews chapter eleven is full of people who did deny their desires clearly it wasn't abraham's desire to just go out into the wilderness to a place where you know god would show him from everything he knew right but when in doing that there has to be some belief that god can provide better so i would also say that too Get prayed up in that direction. Lord God, give me the faith to believe that you can provide a better life for me than I can for myself. So nobody should ever get stuck with, I got to grip my teeth and bear it. I, I got to figure it out. No, it's Lord God. I pray that you will give me the grace for me to believe that you can provide a better life for me than I can for myself. So don't get to a place where you're jammed up. Well, how do I make this happen? Well, here's the thing. is a kicker, folks. You don't. God is the one that makes it happen on all fronts. Okay, so... anyone else
3: hi can you hear me yeah um, yes yeah i'm gonna try to make this short um but i have a long story but i'll I'll make it short um as a child my my imaginary friend was jesus and as i grew well i had i had visions and dreams um And I used to seek his face, and I saw him face to face when I was a child. And he smiled, but he also had a tear drop down his eye, come out of his eye. And his pupils were like little flames. And I never could understand what that meant. I've been struggling with alcohol my whole life. I got sober for four months. I was doing everything I should have been doing. And at one moment, I was feeling so good and happy, I... I turned my head for one moment and the devil jumped in. I started drinking again. And in a matter of two months, I was, I thought I was going to die. I was that sick. So I hit rock bottom about 15 days ago.
2: Just unmute, hon. Must have hit the button by mistake. Charles,
3: am I still there?
2: Last thing we heard was 15 days ago.
3: Yeah, my Go phone ahead. ran, of course. Okay. Um 15 days ago, I had another vision because I was so sick. I uh, the devil had gotten me. I turned my back just for a second, and the devil jumped in that fast. Um, so 15 days ago, I was seeking his face again. I was crying my eyes out. Never felt that sick in my life. I imagined myself as if it was uh, Mary I, laying on the ground, hugging the bottom of the cross, and I can envision seeing Jesus's blood dripping on my arm. And then he like, I saw his face again. He was smiling. He picked me up, like lifted my chin and smiled and just telepathically told me that's what this tear was for when you saw it when you were a child. And from this day forward, or from that day forward, I'll never turn my back again on the Lord. He saved my life. There's been blessing after blessing after blessing. Um, I just pray constantly. First thing in the morning, thank them, pray for other people. Then I ask for things for myself. Then, um, you know, I talk to them all throughout the day and then throughout the, uh, before I go to bed. And it's the same thing over and over. It's like I'm making my coffee every morning. It's the same pattern and it's been working beautifully. And um, it's just uh, a... as I stay on here longer, I've been on this meeting before. Um, but I backslid, I backslid thousands of times, but this time was the, uh, the last time. And, um, I let go of myself. I let the Lord handle everything and everything is just falling into place perfectly. My health is getting very good quickly. Um, I just can't be more thankful to God and Jesus Christ, my savior. And, uh, as I stay on these meetings, I'll I'll share more often. So thank you for letting me uh talk. Thank you. Thank. thank you.
0: you. Yeah. Yes. Um. Anyone? Um. Anyone else? With- Excuse me. Uh,
2: Robin had her hand up a few times. Robin, did you wanna? Did you have a question? And I want as well as question,
4: question, and sort of like. Answer to it's it's quite. But um, five or six months ago, I had a nephew who passed away. He was a Christian when he was young, and he gave it up. And the Lord had it, spoken to me and the Holy Spirit, said you need to go up to this hospital and get him back to where he wants. And my heart, when things like that, my heart comes out of my chest. I have to wait and make sure it's not Robin's working, and it's the Holy Spirit. Because if it's not the Holy Spirit, it's not going to work. So I did go up there and I took my Bible and I said, okay, I had enough of you. You're playing games all the time. You're hurting your mother and your father, and which is my brother and my sister-in-law. And I said, You're killing them for what you're doing. And he said, I'm a Christian. And I said, Dave, you're not following the pattern if you are, because you know how the Lord works. So we prayed together. He accepted the Lord again. And he, he, Kelly was coming out of it, but he knew he was going to die. But my sister-in-law took it so hard because she's her her granddaughter gave her a lot of trouble saying she was a Christian. And every day she would write a scripture on the, you know, the computer. And then she wasn't following a Christian walk. And I'm not judging her because she's young and she's got many years to learn like I did, but she ruined my sister-in-law in believing in God. So now I go there every Monday and I don't preach, but I show Christian. As a person that I am. And I hug her and things like that because she's not we're not good at that together. But I've been just showing my kindness, praying that the Lord is going to come another way. And now she said to me the other day, Justine is a Christian, but I can see it in you. And that's such a big deal because you do have to die to yourself. I am going to make mistakes because I'm not Jesus Christ. And so I'm not perfect. But I try to show other people not argue anymore. I would argue about you know being a Christian. This and that. Now I just wait for the Lord to say, speak. And it really really is much easier in your life, in my life, that I died to self, that he can come to me and say, that's the person you have to talk to. And the doors just open up. And I also notice my friends who swear a lot when I'm around, there's no swearing. I don't even have to, I don't hear anything. And I know how they are when I'm not around. So God is Coming and showing himself. Am I wrong? But I guess that's it because I think I lost you.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Robin. Pastor?
4: I'm sorry. I thought I lost you.
0: Yeah, no, no. Um, good. Anybody else? Any questions um, about? this so understand one thing as well this dying to self is the normal christian life so don't ever think, oh well you know i don't want to be a a, that radical about christianity i just want to go to church or whatever that's not the normal that's the abnormal christian life really and what so many American Christians do, making it about politics, that, that's nonsense. Really, that's the abnormal Christian life. Rowan is dying to serve and being about the kingdom. It's dying to serve. It's not trying to fight culture wars. That's not it. Because where we go, our citizenship is in heaven from which we await a savior. So those people trying to fight culture wars, they're enemies of the cross of Christ, whose God is their own belly. Trust me on this, folks. Anybody else? Yeah.
5: Yes. Yeah, Robert, thank you for a great teaching. Stephanie, thank you for everything too. Um, fear to face worrying in my own strength trying to do with my own strength what only god can do what only god knows moving that uh um, benchmark to, to towards god um one of the biggest challenges with that is that by my nature i want to i want to do things on my own strength yes i pray but it, it, you know it's it's like i gotta do it right you know and uh, I bring this up, this is like a praise, but um, uh, I'm a legal guardian of Amy, 16 years old. Some of you know my story. And uh, today I got a text that um, uh, from the uh, DIFUS, the Child Protective Services, that the case is closed, meaning they're not going to come visit my house. They're not going to talk to me, at least for now. Um, that everything's good, because when you get, get a legal guardianship, they have to be involved and so forth and so on. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Um, I always had that little concern in the back of my mind that the mother and et cetera, et cetera. Um, And you know what? God took care of it. And uh, I'm not fearful now that something can, uh, can change so long as I walk in the spirit. I know if I walk in the spirit, God's got this. I don't have to fear. I have to have faith—faith faith that he's going to work it out, even if it's not working out to my plan. It's his plan. Um, so, thank you for uh, uh, for tonight, and um, and I'm listening uh, to everybody. I I always get a lot out of it. Thank you. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, it, it's letting go of our life, and it is just going from the. Uh, to faith. Listen, honestly I want to say we have all made mistakes with our lives. That's okay. Peter did. Paul did. Most of us have made the kind of mistakes that they made. Moses did. Right. All of them. David, it is okay. Let's get this one right this time. Let's finish well, as Paul said, I fought the good fight, because there is a good fight. We're in a spiritual battle. I finished my course. I kept the faith. And now there's a crown of righteousness laid up for me. Right? Is how we should be thinking about dying to self. You are in a no-loose win. Situation really, what do you have to lose? Your old life? Give me a break. I don't want that. I just in the trash. Give me a break. You know, really, I don't want that. We shouldn't want that. Okay, so you want remember that you are in a no lose win situation. The enemy always wants to tell us that. We are losing something here. It's just gift wrap garbage. We're not losing anything. Okay, folks? Anyone else? I, I have a meeting. I've been in at six. so um, with someone. so I'm gonna take one more if there's anyone input question. Oh Max, boxes Max is Fox is right here. <laughs> he has no questions. <laughs> oh my word, yeah. So anybody else? Yeah. Question? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm saying, yeah.
1: Thank you. I'm endeavoring to um be of service in a bigger way. And each day that, you know, I asked God to reveal myself to myself so that I can be of service um, in an f- effective way. And today I was running around campaigning. And then I said, you know what? I think if I pray a whole lot more. And that's one of the reasons why I came on um, the prayer. I mean, this cl- Bible study and took time because with prayer there's much power and with prayer God can do a whole lot more than what I could do just campaigning and not to even be worried about trying to use my energy you know ex you know more energy and to trust God to do the things that I can't do myself and so I'm glad I came on today and thank you for the Bible study and for the opportunity to ask questions, um, because I have been to church and I'm learning more now with this um, question and answering and, and coming on the Zoom calls than I I do by myself. And I'm not saying we we don't have Bible study, but this is a whole lot more better than what I Normally get and thank you.
3: Thank you.